The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. Alrighty, welcome to it. It is on schools here alongside Alex Lucifero, courtesy Sanfiro to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. And for the next half hour, going to make you smarter, going to smash and shatter some of those myths about employment law and employment rights you need to know because it's where we spend the vast majority of our time. We'd rather be on a beach, indeed, playing with our kids. Yep, you bet, but we got to work. So you got no choice. So we're going to get into this tonight. Severance packages, key things to know. Alex will enlighten us in that regard. There is no bad questions. Do not be bashful to ask anything about your work life. There's no dumb questions. I guarantee thousands of other people listening are probably wondering the same thing. So, uh, so bring it on. If we have time, try to get to an email or two. And you can send those along anytime, not just during the show, of course. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And to reach out to Alex and his team at your leisure for a lengthier conversation. Discussion, one 821 But I digress, brother. Let's get into this. Uh, what do you have for the case of the day, man? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here, as always. Yeah, back man. for uh, another edition of the Employment Law Show, talking our favorite subject, employment law, as per... Uh, usual, and that involves, of course, uh, your workplace rights, termination of employment, severance, really anything under the uh, the employment uh, sun. If it has to do with your rights as an employee at work, we're here to take your call, take questions. As you very well said, uh, John, we're live on the air for the next half hour, so feel free to give us a call and get your employment law questions answered. Busy start to the week, uh, John. Uh, again, as usual, the fall is uh, and heading into the end of the year is usually a pretty busy time for us. People contacting us with all sorts of workplace situations, wanting to know what their employer is doing uh, is legal, what they can do right. about it, and you know uh, any issues that they're really dealing with in the workplace. And you know they're they're reaching out to us, and that's obviously something that we welcome, uh, John. As you know, we encourage people to contact us. Seek out that information. Seek out that help. If you want to email us, John will give you the email address. If you want to call us, of course, however you want to get a hold of us, let's talk about it. The more information and knowledge you have as an employee, the more protected and prepared you're going to be to deal with any kind of workplace issues. And so it's extremely important. If you're having problems at work, you've been let go from your job, you need help in a situation like that. Don't listen to what your colleague may be telling you. Don't listen to what your neighbor or, or what a family member is telling you. You need professional advice from an employment lawyer. It's yeah. obviously extremely important. This is your career at stake. This is potentially tens of thousands, if not sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake when we're dealing with severance or when we're dealing with changes to your uh, employment. Uh, if you're dealing with a situation like this, or if you know someone that's dealing with it, or if you know someone that's lost their job, do not be shy. Share that information, share our contact info, give us a call. You have options, you have solutions. Let's talk, let's figure it out. There's always a solution to be had when it comes to employment law. And this is an example of that, John, to get to the case of the day uh, yep. here. Spoke to a very nice gentleman on uh, on Friday, uh, Friday morning that is, so uh, just at the end of last week. Gentleman contacted me directly and had a question. He uh, was asked by his employer to sign an employment contract. And so initially, John, I thought this was just kind of a, a, a an offer letter, a job offer where this employee 
had just received this job offer. He hadn't worked for this particular employee employer yet. But when I spoke to this gentleman in more, more detail, lo and behold, he's a 15-year employee. He's been with this company for 15 and a half years or so and never signed an employment contract with the company. So it started off as a handshake and off we go. And that's more or less how it continued over the course of his tenure there. He started as a general laborer, worked his way up to a management level position over the course of 15 years. And again, never signed an employment contract until recently. He was advised by his employer that, you know, hey, we're rolling out these employment contracts. Uh, this is kind of part of our uh, of a bit of a revision to our HR department uh, here. We're going to be asking all employees, including yourself, to be signing these contracts. And so yeah. as a manager within this company, uh, John, he was asked to, to hand out these contracts to his employees. He managed about 20 employees or so as a, as a manager, and he was responsible for rolling those out. But at the same time, he was also asked to sign this particular employment contract. And John, he's a listener of the show. He might be listening right now, actually. And so uh, being a longtime listener of the show, his spidey senses went off. His, that flag was raised in his, in his mind. And he said, hold on a sec here. I've heard Lior and I've heard Alex and I've heard all, you know, all of our uh, various co-hosts on, on the show talk about employment contracts and what they could potentially do to your rights as an employee. Let me reach out. Let me speak to one of these uh, individuals and have a chat about this particular employment contract. So spoke to him on Friday. He sent me the contract. I had a look, John, and lo and behold, unsurprisingly perhaps, the contract did three main uh, things other than confirm what's already the case. So it confirmed his pay, confirmed his benefits, confirmed all of the other components of his compensation. But it did three things that uh, that were massively problematic. John, number one, it had a termination provision in the contract that limited his severance entitlements. It limited his severance entitlements, John, to the minimums under the Employment Standards Act. So really, Yuck. the employer was asking him to agree to a severance provision that limited him to the bare bones minimum. Second thing it did is it allowed the employer to temporarily lay him off and lay employees uh, uh, off, which he had never been laid off before in his employment. Uh, he had never previously agreed to a layoff. It was not something that was routinely done as part of his employment. He was a full-time, you know, uh, full-year employee. Yeah. La last thing it did, John, was uh, it uh, allowed the employer, gave the employer to the right by contract to make changes to the terms of his employment. And so there was a paragraph in the contract that said, you know, these are your terms of employment now, but you agree, employee, that if we want to make changes to your position or your pay or anything else in the future, you're allowing us to make those changes. <laughs> and those are three massive uh, issues that I had with this particular contract. John, because number one, there were no provisions limiting his severance entitlements because he didn't have a previous contract. There was nothing allowing the employer to temporarily lay him uh, off previously. And an employer doesn't have the right to temporarily lay off an employee without their consent. And so by signing that contract, he would have given his employer the right contractually to do so. And again, the third thing is there was nothing allowing the employer to make significant changes to the terms of employment. So he would be giving up all of these issues by signing uh, that contract, giving up all of his rights in those ways. 
And, you know, just on the severance issue alone, John, this gentleman was in his 60s, 15 years at the company as a manager, making good money. His severance entitlements would be at least 18 months, a year and a half of pay. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. here. And so by signing off on that contract, it's very possible that he would have been reducing his severance entitlements to just eight weeks of pay as compared to potentially 18 months. We are talking six-figure differences here, uh, John, in uh, his severance entitlements if he signed the contract. So, long story short, perhaps, he's not signing the contract. He's going to tell his employer he's not signing the contract based on the conversation we had. As an employ- And his employer ad- has a choice. Either continue employing him on his current terms of employment or let him go and pay him proper severance. But that is not a situation that you want to be in as an employee. You don't want to be signing a contract that limits your severance entitlements, that gives your employer a bunch of power to do things that you don't want them to do. It's a lesson for all all our listeners out there. If you're being offered an employment contract during your employment, don't sign it on the spot. Don't sign it without legal advice. You can be literally signing off on hundreds of thousands of dollars. And with that warning, we're going to get into our one and only break and then get right back to it. Severance packages right there. Key things you need to know. Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. You're listening to the Employment Law Show. Employment Law Show. Alex Lucha-Ferro, Sanfiru, Tamarkin, LLP, a partner in that firm, in that firm and always ready to answer your questions especially here over the uh, the remainder of this show. Ask your questions. You've got lots of time in between that. Severance packages, key things to know. Alex, number one, is there a difference between severance pay, termination pay? We hear all different terms, right? Break it down. Yeah, there really isn't, uh, John. I mean, when we're talking about termination pay, severance, what we're really talking about uh, are what you are owed as a result of the termination of your employment. What entitlements... Uh, the employer has to provide the employee as a result of having let them go. That's really what we're talking about here. Whether you call that severance pay, whether you call that termination pay, whether you call that an exit package. I've seen lots of employers get pretty fancy with the language, uh, John, for one reason uh, or another. Sometimes they call it a voluntary exit package or a voluntary separation package. Really what we're talking about here, again, is severance, and that arises as a result of an employer letting you go. There are a couple of different ways that can happen, of course. An employer can actually make the decision to let the employee go. It's what we call a without-cause termination on the basis of you know, either the employee's not a good fit, or perhaps it's a restructuring, or perhaps it's a downsizing, uh, in which case, of course, the employees owed severance. It's also the case that a breach of contract, what we call a constructive dismissal in employment law, whenever an employer makes a significant change to the terms of your employment, allows the employee to seek severance, allows the employee to claim that in fact, by by changing their terms of employment so significantly, they've breached the employment contract and they are owed severance as a result. And again, whether you call that termination pay, whether you call that severance pay, it doesn't matter. It's what you're owed as a result of the end of your employment. Number two, how big should somebody's severance package be if they lose their job? As I lean you towards the uh, 
the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, but I know you'll vocalize it, right? Absolutely. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is is the place to go and you answer a couple of questions free of charge, of course, and completely Mm -hmm. confidentially and outcomes uh, a number or at least a range of numbers, uh, John. And that's because an analysis of someone, you know, what someone's owed as their severance package is individual. It's case by case. It depends on an employee's age at the time of termination, their years of service with the company, and their position within that company. The logic is actually pretty darn straightforward, John. This is not complicated stuff. The Mm -hmm. older you are, the longer you've been with the same company, the more senior or the more specialized your position is within that company, the more severance you're going to get. Severance could be as much as 24 months of pay, two years of pay. That's typically reserved for longer service employees, more senior employees, older employees, uh, et cetera. Uh, but you know, the difficulty, I guess, John, is there's no mathematical formula here. Right. I can't tell you that it's a month per year of service. Sometimes that's referred to as kind of a rule of thumb. It's not. Uh, and I'll give you a quick example of that. You can be employed uh, for a year or less than a year with the same employer and still be owed several months of severance pay. We see it very, very often, actually, where a one-year employee is going to be receiving three or four or five months of severance. So in that case, clearly, it's not a month per year of service. Uh, And the same is true regardless of your age, position, and period of service. So there's no mathematical formula. There's no weeks or months per year of service. But I can tell you almost for certain... Uh, John, that you know, of perhaps the ten severance offers that you know any individual lawyer at our firm will see per day, or you know even per week, whatever the example might be, you know, I bet you that nine are are insufficient. Uh, yeah. Lawyers will offer, you know, again nine times out of ten, far less than what an employee is actually owed as part of their severance entitlements. And that's not because they're trying to be vindictive or they're trying to be nasty or evil. It's, of course, because for an employer in a situation like this, the business transaction, right? Sure. They are looking to, within the confines of the law, at least, pay as little as possible. And it's up to the employee in that situation to really stand up for their rights and say, hey, hold on a sec here. I think I'm owed more. Let me speak with Alex. Let me speak with an employment lawyer uh, you know, and figure out if what I'm offered is fair or not. And if it is fair, great. I'm more than happy to tell an employee when they're let go that their severance offer is reasonable. It actually gives me uh, you know, pleasure in doing so. It's, it's you know, a sign that an employer has done the right thing. But unfortunately, a lot of times, it's not what we see. We see an employer paying as little as possible, and the employee then has to take steps to enforce what their rights actually are talking about severance packages, things to know. And I know you talked a little bit about this on your uh, your opening discussion, but how does an employment agreement impact severance package? More than one way, I would guess, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, this is an issue that comes up particularly for short service employees. So employees that, that have been employed for only maybe a few months or, or maybe a year or two. Uh, and that is, you know, these employees have potentially signed employment contracts that are very recent. They're effectively state-of-the-art, so to speak, employment (laughs) contracts or employment agreements, and they may very well have termination language in those documents that limit their severance entitlements. Now, I say may for a very good reason, John, and that's because termination language in employment uh, agreements 
that try and limit an employee's severance entitlements. That language needs to be very, very carefully drafted, very, very carefully worded. I kid you not, even the use of one wrong word or one wrong phrase or the exclusion of a word or a phrase can render a termination provision unenforceable. Wow. Uh, it has to be so, so carefully written. We've seen countless agreements, and this is something we see routinely, where there is termination language in the in the employment contract. There is language there that tries to limit an employee severance entitlements, but fails to do so. I can tell you certainly for contracts that are more than a couple of years old, it's almost guaranteed, John, that they'll be unenforceable because the law has changed so much in the past couple of years. Or possibly like, off some Google template they got off, right? <laughs> yeah, and obviously for smaller yeah. employers, less sophisticated employers, if they're just finding their employment contracts online. And quite frankly, John, I've seen HR professionals as well, and, oh. and even sometimes lawyers, and these could be corporate lawyers or commercial lawyers or business lawyers, where they try and include termination language. And it doesn't do the trick, again, because it has to be so carefully written. And so, you know, my message to, to employees out there would be, listen, if you have an employment contract that ha that that speaks to termination or speaks to severance, right? Or if you've been let go, and the termination letter that you're looking at says, "As per your employment agreement, this is what we owe you, and that's right. all we owe you." Don't take an employer's word for gospel. It's extremely yeah. important. You still get legal advice. There is a very good chance, as I just described, there's a really good chance. That even if there is termination language in your employment agreement, it's not going to limit your severance entitlements. It's not going to be enforceable. And what does that mean, John? It means that we revert back to this analysis of your age, your position, and your years of service. And it's, again, likely that you're going to be owed way more than what's in your employment contract or what, you know, whatever the company's offer is at the time of termination. Can an employer force that employee to accept a severance package by a certain deadline? Or how often do you see that? being attempted yeah the famous uh friday at 5 p.m deadline uh, john that, that we've often spoken spoken That's about it. and and uh, uh you know the answer is is no an employer cannot force an employee to accept the severance package by a certain deadline that's for sure and the reason why john is very simple the analysis we just went through with respect to an employee's age position and years of service and how severance is calculated on that basis well, that doesn't change the minute after or the second after or the day after an employer's deadline. Those deadlines, number one, I'll say, John, actually, those deadlines are extremely common. I mean, they're really in every single termination letter and severance offer that we see. It's a way for an employer to uh, persuade, shall we say, perhaps that's putting it a little too nicely. Uh, it's a way for an employer to persuade an employee to accept the severance offer uh, that, that it feels, the employer feels, is fair and reasonable. Again, again, as an employee, do not feel pressured by a deadline. The deadline's artificial. It's meaningless. There is no law, John. There is no rule out there that says that a severance package has to be agreed upon within three days or five days or seven days or any deadline that the employer gives you. Ultimately, as an employee, you have two years from the date of termination to deal with your severance entitlements, to start legal a legal claim to deal with your severance entitlements. Now, to be clear, I'm not telling anyone to wait two years That's to right. deal with their severance entitlements. As an employee, you still want to deal with this quickly. You want to deal with this as soon as possible. And the good news in that respect, actually, is that it's usually very easy to resolve a severance claim like this. It usually takes a little bit of back and forth with the company 
to get to the right number, to get to a fair severance offer. But again, you shouldn't feel pressured into accepting a severance offer by a company's deadline. And I can tell you this as a final thought on this subject. If you do sign off, right? So if you haven't spoken with an employment lawyer, you haven't received proper advice, you feel that pressure to sign off on a severance offer and you sign what's called a release or a full and yep. final release and you send that back to the company, well, guess what? You've just signed away all of your rights and all of your entitlements yeah. when it comes to severance. Uh, do not sign that release without speaking to an employment lawyer first. If you do sign it, even if you felt pressure by that deadline, if you do sign it, odds are there is absolutely nothing that we can do for you as an employment lawyer or any other employment lawyer can do for you for that matter. I want to get to Vin quickly, the last minute or two of the show. Vin, what's going on? Guys, how are you doing? Good. What's your question, pal? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I just have a question regarding about my company recently issued a new contract. I've been working here 11 years as a truck driver. And what it is all this time, they've been paying me as a contractor, company equipment, company fuel, company maintenance. But now they're going to put us on a payroll, which I have no problem with. The only thing I have problem is that my 11 years of service is not in the new contract. Now, what should I do? Great question, Vin, and it speaks to what we've been discussing tonight. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all, Vin, that you know, not only with respect to your years of service, but I can almost guarantee you that there are going to be other terms in that contract. Probably on pages three, four, five, six, and however long the contract is, it's gonna be in the legalese. It's gonna be in the details there that really potentially affect what severance you might be owed, even as a contractor, potentially, if if that's what they were claiming you to be, it's going to affect you know the terms of your employment in terms of what rights and entitlements you do have as compared to what you would have under that contract. So uh, I agree. I think you should be dealing with the years of service, right? We could talk about your contractor situation and uh, you know whether you were truly a contractor with the company or whether you've been an employee all of these 11 years, which may very well be the case. And then again, I suspect that there will be other issues in that contract to deal with. What I would suggest, uh, Vin, and listen, don't sign that contract without getting advice. That's for sure. Give us a call off air. Let's have a chat. Speak to one of our lawyers here. Uh, it would be worth the time, I guarantee you. Again, like the gentleman I spoke with on Friday, Vin, you can be saving, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I, I, I am not exaggerating when I say that, simply by getting legal advice before signing that I, document. I have, the time till, I have the time till end of December to sign that. If I don't sign it, okay, your relationship ended there. That's it. That's what they yeah. say. Which, which means that you may very well be owed severance uh, if you don't sign and they end up letting you go. But before that deadline, then don't let that deadline lapse, right? So at some point over the next couple of weeks, let's have a chat. Right, you can contact our office. John will give you the number before yep. that deadline comes to an end. Let's have a chat about whether or not that contract is right for you. What you can do about it, what your options are. You may very well try and negotiate the contract. Right? Maybe there are terms that are negotiable there. We can give you that heads up. We can give you that advice. And certainly, if the advice is not to sign it, that may very well be the better option. But before you make that decision, Vin, you need professional advice. You need to speak with an employment lawyer, that's for sure. 
Vin, thanks. Taking us to the end. Appreciate that. And yeah, do reach out now for sure. Don't let it uh, linger. That number to get a hold of Alex now that we are through for tonight. Anyway, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca and always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.